0: Okay, whenever you're ready, we're we're alive. What's your New Year's resolution?
1: Well, that's interesting that you talk about that. Because a friend of mine, I said, what's your New Year's resolution? He said, I don't have a resolution. Because I was complaining to him. I said, everybody is at the gym. So last Monday, the Monday before New Year's, there were seven of us in this class. And what gym do you
0: go to? Crunch?
1: I only go there for the Zumba classes. So then the next, then on Saturday, actually New Year's Day, there was probably about 15 people in the gym, which I was surprised being January 1st. But then the Monday night class, there's like 20 some people. So I was complaining to my friend and I said, how many time, how many weeks until these people stop coming to the gym? Because everybody wants to come to the gym as their New Year's resolution. And he said, Kathy, it will last about two weeks because everybody comes up with these big resolutions they are going to eat healthy this year. He said, I don't do that. What he, he texted me. He said, what I do is I spend a couple of days and I think about what was good in 2021, what was bad in 2021. And I make steps forward and live every day in the present and try to fix what was bad and make better. What was better? So he said, everybody that makes these big plans for the entire year, you can't make that goal. On one day and be successful for 365 days. He said it's very rare that you can do that.
0: Very rare, but you can do it. You
1: can. So I am doing little goals. So that's what I'm doing. I thought that's good. I reflected on the good and bad of 2021. So everybody looks at the new year differently. But so when you said about my new year's resolution. So I'm just making little goals. And when I do that. It doesn't seem as daunting as making a commitment for 365 days because then you set yourself up for failure in some cases so i liked his explanation of what he does i went to zumba class this morning and there were still, still a lot of people me. i was touching you <laughs> there's, i went to zumba today and there's still as many people and this is week one so i'm thinking by the end of the month um, not as many people in the gym
0: why do they stop going
1: because a lot of people can't maintain that big of a goal. They, they say, I'm not going to go today. And then they're like, well, I already failed. So I'll start next week. It's just like when I used to do my diet, I might as well just eat all week. Cause I'm going to start on Monday and then you're eating crazily until Monday. And then by Wednesday you cheat. So you're like, all right, I'm just going to wait till next Monday. You set yourself up. So just, it's kind of like we talked about with addiction and sobriety, take one minute at a time. Don't put the goal out there. That's too much to think about set small goals and as you create them every day that you stay sober or every day that you continue to go to the gym is one day closer to that goal look at it as one day so yeah so i do not have a goal for 2022 i do have many goals what are they I'm going to make sure that I go to Zoom at least once a week. I prefer to go two times, and I've been there every week, twice since it started. And I'm going to wake up with a positive quote every day. Because, I mean, we started this podcast out with you recording, saying that I cried all week, and you say I cry more than I don't cry, and that's not true. But depression is really out there right now. With everybody, a lot of people, depression, anxiety over whether it's COVID or just the different rules, going to the grocery store, expenses are high, everything's a mess right now. But I'm trying to find a positive, like I'm alive. Is it really a mess? Well, in our heads, they're creating it. I don't watch the news, but... Who's creating it? Just the negativity that's out there, whether you're watching the news, people that you talk to out in the world, there's a lot going on. So... I got caught up in that, and it's, and some of the things that I've done over the past couple months that I've got to live with, and I just decided I'm going to take one day at a time. And honestly, you said it more than once on these podcasts, when you go exercise, I feel like that releases so much negativity. Even if you're not exercising like hard, like walking on a treadmill. But literally these Zumba classes have helped me because I have to focus on what steps I have to do next and try to memorize them. That you don't have time to think about your problems or anything else. So I found that this exercise in Zumba has helped me a little bit over the past couple of weeks. So what you preach is true. About exercise.
0: You try meditating yet?
1: No. I had a tape out where it's meditating. I can't keep my mind focused long enough. My mind goes everywhere. I'm trying it, but I can't successfully do it yet. I will keep trying. I can do it. I'm not saying I can't anymore. I can, but I need to practice it. So anyway, let's get on to the topic that I want to talk about today. A couple different things happened over the past, uh, I'd say, two weeks, and today made me think of it even more, and I just did some research on it. I've been thinking about this. So for those that listen all the time, there was a story, episode 44, where Mike came on and he was talking about what homelessness is and the different types of people, and the stigma with homelessness. And I just want to bring this back up, especially now, because I had an experience, well, I didn't have the experience, but I was told a story. We, um, I helped the group, Not One More, Everybody's on the podcast understands that, and we were doing the cookie drive at the beginning of December, um, and we were all putting cookies in bags, and I met A couple women that I've never met before and we started talking and one of the ladies mentioned that there was a homeless person sleeping on a bench in a town um, nearby and I said yes I'm familiar with that it wasn't in New York City it was out on the outskirts but it was someone who's been there for a while that I've noticed when I drove past Um, a lot of people talked about this individual he was on a bench For a long time. Didn't hurt anyone. Um, The owner of the business. Where the bench was. Decided to take their bench away. They moved it across the street. In this square. Of this little town. Um, And he moved across the street. And she was telling me that he. I'm not sure if he applied for a job. Or wherever she works. He came into this job. And she had a conversation with him. And she was telling us. you know, He was pretty educated. And she said, his story is interesting. He doesn't really want help because people have offered help. But people are afraid of him. And we just started talking about homeless people. And I was telling her my experience. And I said, you're right. A lot of people are educated. And these homeless people have different reasons, whether they're vets, military vets, whatever. They have mental illness. Some of them just don't want to work. I mean, there's, there's people like that. But most of them have a very interesting story. And before I started helping downtown, I had that stigma too. Like these homeless people are lazy bums that are underneath the bridge. And they can help themselves, but they don't want to. And so we're talking about this. And he's, at this point, he was across the street on a bench. And anybody that goes through this town knows that he's going to be there. And if he's not there, his stuff is there. And he's been doing this for a while. So we talked about it. She actually took some cookies and was going to drop them off to him at the bench. And so we left it at that. So then a week ago, we ended up having some kind of uh, banquet. Not banquet, but a get-together, this same group of people. And she was telling me that the business on the other side of the street has now removed this bench. So he has nowhere to go. I understand that people that don't understand homelessness and even people that understand homelessness would be concerned about someone sitting on this bench. And you have to walk past them and there's a bank located right there. So you're having interactions at the bank and this gentleman sitting on the bench and you don't know who he is. So I get that. Um, But this individual was on I'm not sure if it's Facebook or whatever, but there was comments being sent back and forth with different people. And anybody that's been on YDR.com or any kind of Facebook, YDR newspaper, like there's constant battle back and forth and everybody's sharing their opinion. Well, apparently it got pretty heated. Another business down the road said that he's a nice guy um, and she wants to help him. And if someone could get a bench... She would put it behind her business and he would be able to stay back in her parking lot, use the restroom that she has available back there. So I don't know the update on that, but we were at this gathering and people started talking. And it's interesting to me how many people even at this gathering like really didn't grasp what that homelessness means because there's that stigma. So that was my first incident and I was like, wow, like if people would only know or understand it a little bit more, it would help some. I mean, they have to move the bench because it's intimidating the, the patrons at the bank. I get that. I get that. But maybe just to understand the situation instead of assuming that this person's a lazy person, doesn't want to work, you know, or whatever, this whatever they're assuming, like find the story out. You were awakened at the same time I was when we went downtown for the first time. It wasn't what we expected, correct? Yeah. And so listen to Mike's story 44, and you'll hear more about our first experience with the homelessness. So that was my first scenario. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to pray for this individual. Maybe there's a bench. I have not reached out to her to find out what the situation was. But again, it's education. People are nervous. People are scared. They have their opinion of this person, and and they make a joke of it. Oh, he's not there. Oh, they moved him across the street, whatever. The mayor of this little town didn't want him in the area. He's not going to go away. He's going to move somewhere else. So now it's going to be somebody else's issue um, or not issue because I know they were letting him use a church or something for a while. So there was some compassionate people helping him at this point. So that was my first case. So then the other day, I'm walking at work. I walk at lunchtime, and I saw a lady who used to come downtown every Saturday and Sunday with her grocery cart and say, hey, mama, and was very nice, took clothing, took five bags every week for her family. And I said, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been? And she said, I was living with my sister, and she's getting evicted, and I have nowhere to stay. So a friend of mine was walking with me and he said, oh, go to the women's shelter. The women's shelter is Life Path Ministries Women's Shelter. And she said, I can't go there. And I said, oh, are they full? And she said, I don't have ID. And I said, what does that matter? So then I learned that the homeless shelter for women and children and men actually You can't get in a shelter if you don't have a place to stay in your county, in your city anyway, without ID. That blows my mind. A lot of homeless people don't have ID. So now you're a human being. You're there and you're in need. But because you don't have ID, you can't get in.
0: Do you think there's a reason for that?
1: What is the reason? I don't know what the reason is.
0: So before we start assuming that that's ridiculous, maybe there is a reason behind it.
1: But there has to be somewhere for these people to go if they don't have ID. So you, there's no help for you if you don't have ID. Whatever their reasoning is behind it, whether it's an illegal immigrant or maybe they have a criminal background uh, again, and they don't we want... We are assuming. No, we I'm don't not know. assuming. I'm just saying, like, I get it. Maybe they have no ID, so they can't do a background check on them. So they may have a... a History where it's not safe to have them amongst other people and it's supposed to be a safe zone Whatever that reason may be, but where do you go? Where do you go if you don't have ID the bench? But it's cold out so that that just threw me for a wrench like I get it now sitting here talking to you I realize like it could be a danger to every other person in that shelter if this person's dangerous so I'm thinking about that now, but again, like we're walking. And so we continue to walk and she's walking with us and she calls everybody mama. Um, so there was a new little coffee spot that opened. It's like a walk-up window on the square there in York city. And I happened to know the owner. So I walked up and we bought her a coffee. <laughs> she, I'm laughing because she spilled the coffee, but she shook the coffee and, the lid came off and she spilled it. But anyway, she was grateful for that. And I left her. I haven't seen her since. But then I started walking back to work and I'm like, here I am crying over whatever I'm crying over this entire week. And I'm being selfish because there's people out there that don't have anywhere to go. Like I'm warm. I had my coat. She had a coat. But literally, I started thinking about how grateful I should be for what I have. It really, like, I needed that at that moment. I believe God allowed me to see her after all those weeks, to hear her story, to make me realize that I'm basically being selfish. Like, I'm pitying myself for whatever reason. I made mistakes that I got to just get over and move on. And I was walking back and I was like, wow, like, I should be grateful for what I have. This woman has nowhere to go tonight. And she's going to sleep on a bench. Like you said, that's what she told me. I said, what are you going to do tonight? She said, I'm going to be on a bench. So I was kind of like, wow. So that's two homeless stories.
0: But then we talk about they can find a way to get IDs and stuff.
1: They can. But at the moment that they're in right now, the circumstance that they're in right now, they don't have it. So yes, they can get it. And I'm going to talk about how they can get that in a few minutes so we can share that with people who see homeless people or come across people who approach you and ask for money um, because that happens a lot. We don't want to give them money, but I'll share a phone number of a hotline that will reach out and help them 24 hours a day instead of giving them the money. You know, if they approach you and say, Hey, I don't, I'm hungry. Can you give me money or whatever? So I'm going to share that information. So yes, these individuals can help them get ID. But if it's quick, if it just happens and you don't have ID, you got to wait two weeks, three weeks to get that ID. So it's really been weighing on me this entire week that I have two individuals who I came across that had nowhere to go. Um, And so this morning I shared, for those of you who get on our Facebook, I shared something. It was posted from Friends and Neighbors of Pennsylvania. And they're just like a coordinated street outreach program. They help people out. um, And one of the things that they started talking about is the extreme weather. We know how cold it is outside right now. We went from hot to cold, hot to cold, and it's freezing outside. And so I often think about when I'm working and looking out my window and I see them going to their camps. That's what they call them their camps. Like, they can't get out of this. And there's lots of people that can't get out of this. And it just, it just makes me appreciate what I have. But I just wanted to share, you know, there's a threat to our unsheltered neighbors. And what I like about this friends and neighbors uh, group is they call them neighbors. They don't call them homeless people. They don't call them anything stigmatizing them at all. They are actually basically our neighbors and so I did post this on our group page. If you're not a group member, you can go on and um, friend re- uh, request to be part of the group. Um, but they actually have what they need, some of the things that they need. If they can't get into the shelters, like that individual lady that I talked to, they provide tents, they provide sleeping bags, they provide long underwear for people, they have hand warmers, feet warmers. Um, but the, the emergency that I want to make people aware of, and people have heard this before. And I called the day to confirm is they have what they call a code blue shelter, which are warming stations, um, that they allow people to go into. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this information shared on a podcast today. I'm going to feel a little bit better because these individuals are going to be able to find a shelter tonight because we shelter, we, we give so much as a country, to other countries. And we have so many people in our own country that need help. Do you agree? Not necessarily homeless people, but like veterans or people that need food, or there's so much need in the United States and in this community. And so I'm learning more about the community, whether it's the drug addiction, um, people with substance abuse disorder or homelessness, or not necessarily people that are homeless, but just can't afford their food or whatever. And you think there's so many organizations out there. And we hear there's so many organizations. But when it comes down to it, it's frustrating because this code blue uh, is great. And what that means is if it's under, and I I talked to someone at this, uh, friends and neighbors this morning, he wasn't quite sure. But he believes if it's 35 degrees or colder, Life Path Ministries, which is for men and women in town, They have a meeting every week and they look at the weather and they decide, are we going to have a code blue? And once they say it's code blue, then this organization as well as others start spreading it amongst the street, the information it's going to be code blue. Code blue means that you can go into the shelter. You can go into the shelter at seven 30 at night and they will allow you to stay there till 6 30 AM. That's the code blue, the code blue you do not need to have ID to get into these shelters because it's a code blue and it's cold and it's dangerous outside. If you're in this program and it's not code blue, then you have to have your ID. And at any rate, they only keep people in there from 7.30 to 6.30 a.m. So those individuals who have no place to go are gonna be warm until 6.30 and then they release them out onto the streets and they can't return till 7.30 that night. So now they gotta find ways to stay warm during the day, because it just doesn't get 80 degrees in the daytime, which I found very interesting. Um, but the code blue, they allow you to come in without ID. So you, as long as you're there, you're allowed to come in if it's code blue and the people on the streets, like they listen to that. If they're not able to get into the code blue life pass shelter, Then different organizations, this one in particular, Friends and Neighbors, go out and set up tents. He said they gave five tents away this week. They're giving uh, sleeping bags away. And it's great to to donate these things to these people, but you have to remember, like, you can go to Walmart and get a sleeping bag for $10 and you think you're helping. But if that sleeping bag doesn't keep people warm in zero-degree weather... It's not that they're being selfish and saying, well, you don't appreciate what I'm donating. They need to have the correct stuff to keep these people alive during the night. Um, So after speaking to him, I questioned him about this woman and not being able to get into the woman's shelter. And he says to me, well, right now, even with code blue, you can't get into the women's shelter because it's on lockdown. And I said, why is it on lockdown? And he said, because of COVID. So I said, so if a child, a mother and a child need to have housing tonight because it's freezing cold, they have nowhere to go. No housing. And he said, that's correct. I said, what do they do? And he said, they can call me and we're going to provide them a sleeping bag and a tent if we have them. Anything that we can keep them warm until we can find a place. So now now I'm in my car thinking, okay, so the guys can go in from 7.30 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. and the women are shit out of luck in New York City because it's on lockdown. Like, this, this blows my mind. Austin's just making a face, but that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Like, what in the world? especially the children, they didn't ask for this. They're brought into this and I'm just getting passionate about it. And I'm thinking we as a community have to do something, whether we believe that they deserve what they get, because there's a lot of people out there who think, you know what, they deserve this. They put themselves in this situation, but I've met enough people to know that they are still people and, and we need to help them somehow. Do you agree? Like, I'm just... I can't even wrap my head around all this when I heard this today.
0: Yeah, It's all news to me. I don't...
1: So, I'm just like... For a whole week, I've been thinking about this. Like, the lady, the guy on the bench, and then today when I just went in town, and there's people in there, and there's different organizations that are giving them hot meals, and I appreciate all that and stuff, but I just can't imagine going under a bridge tonight in 19 degree weather with the actual wind, it's making it like six degrees. So it puts in perspective for me how lucky and fortunate I am. It also makes me want people to understand they are human beings as well. I'm going to share this site, um, that if you want to help participate in some of the stuff that they need heavy gloves life-saving things not things that are extra that it's a want and not a need it's it's like clothing sleeping bags gloves hats anything that can keep them safe at night sleeping bags tarps thermal underwear like I'm reading some of their lists of what they need it's called our boots on ground time um, they provide weather updates, wellness checks due to the cold temperatures, but they also have an Amazon site that you can go on. And even if it's $10, $20, and I'm not promoting just this group, it's just this group is what I'm familiar with. But we people who can go to bed and get under covers at night, if we can just help out in any way that we can, like that would be appreciated. I'm going to do it. Um, I just feel like, Anything that we can do to help people because they are our brothers and sisters. And regardless of what we think, if you can educate yourself and understand that homelessness doesn't mean that person who's on drugs, who doesn't want to work. Like there's people with degrees who have just been put in situations as you met. You met people down there. It's all different stories. Do you agree?
0: Do I agree with what?
1: That it's all different groups of people, different stories, different circumstances. He wants to say something. He has a different opinion on this. I can tell by looking at him. So share it.
0: I'm just trying to put it the words. I don't I'm just trying to think. They like you said the the children thing is is one thing cuz they're they're growing up in an environment that they may think is normality for them. Like they don't, they don't know no different. So like, it's hard to talk about because you have the, the individuals who, who got there. Like, would you, would you say like not all the homeless just were raised that way? No. Some just made bad choices and went down the wrong path. Right. So, so, you can come back and say well they need ids to do this and do that but and you want to compare them to us as far as they're our brothers and sisters but if you're going to go that far and compare them that way you almost got to compare them as far as they have every single opportunity as we do
1: but they've fallen astray
0: deep down inside we're all made up of the same thing so what what's different from me and and that person that made the wrong choice cuz I made wrong choices too
1: but their choice put See, it this is, in this it's is, a, I get it's it. it's almost like
0: a touchy thing because no, I get it if you look at and uh you can look at people look at life differently than than a lot of different people there's different ways of looking at life and some people make a bad choice and they they victimize themselves and think that I've done this and this is a result of what I did. And this is going to be my life for the rest of my, my life. And that's not necessarily true. There's,
1: Uh, I agree.
0: So there's, like I said, there's a, there's almost a difference between the, the children who were raised homeless because they had no, no different. Right. Because they didn't, they weren't, they didn't come from a, uh, an, um, a family of of money or like just a an average person who like i said made the wrong decision like they they had a life before this homelessness right so people had like people were living a life before they were homeless and i've heard multiple stories about people that were that had money before they were homeless whether it was a gambling addiction or something that just they lost all their money but in my opinion you have just as much opportunity as i do it's all presented in front of you But the only thing you get called up is with the id thing and all that stuff but then again we just mentioned there's ways of doing that too there's ways of getting you got yourself in this situation there's ways of getting out of it right but that's not true for everybody that's not true for the whole homeless in general
1: yeah but i'm talking about like individuals out there who circumstances they lost their jobs because of covid or whatever And they're, they're put on the street for something out of their control. And they want to be successful and they're trying to get the IDs and they're trying to get the jobs. But today, today they don't have a place to stay there's a lot of success stories from homeless people um there i've heard people eat share, out trash yeah, cans they yeah they came but, from
0: nothing they ate, they were lived in the abandoned buildings that dude's but, yeah. motivational speaker now making millions but some so what's yeah. the difference between that guy and these people
1: i'm not saying i'm protecting these people for long term i'm talking about today tonight it's going to be 17 degrees out there and somebody's on the street if, if they've made a life of this, and it's pity me, I can't do any better, and I'm going to live my life this way, then they chose that. I'm talking about the individual who's see, in a I circumstance right now who got evicted January 1st when their lease was up. They got evicted, and now they're on the street, and they have nowhere to go. They want to work. They're trying to work. I'm talking about people that Should want to work. Have- to be successful but today i'm talking today specifically we have there's nowhere for them to go think
0: about it put yourself in their shoes right we are built with survival instincts we will do whatever it takes to survive okay so for instance say you lost your job the same instance you just said you got evicted from your house you lost your job your family won't let you in their places you literally have nowhere to go what are you going to do your mind's going to kick into survival survival mode you're gonna you're gonna stop at one point you're gonna stop feeling bad for yourself and you're gonna have to realize like life's gonna hit you right there and you're gonna be like okay i gotta do something like i can't just sit here okay and you're gonna start finding ways to get to where you need to go or things that you need to do it's like the people that we had on our podcast the homeless they said they're very you have to be very resourceful they will find ways whether that's going underneath why do you think they go underneath a bridge blocks wind it gets them out i'm going to
1: talk to you about gets about
0: gets them out of all that right then they have tents like my survival would would instinct would like kick in like i would have to find gather up as much clothes as i can i don't know i don't care where i have to find it if i got dumpster dive i got dumpster dive right you got to do what you got to do there if you got to go search for food you're going to start looking at dumpsters or you're going to start asking or you're going to start doing something you're not just going to sit there This is what I'm talking about. You're going to go in survival mode. And then, in my opinion, it would get to a point where it's like you're either going to get comfortable and and known with that for the rest of your life. Or or there's going to come a time where you're like, "Okay, I'm fed up with this bullshit. I'm tired of eating out trash cans. I'm tired of trying to find warmth in the nighttime. I'm tired of trying to do this. I'm tired of doing that. It gets to a point where you're like, "Okay, I need to fucking start doing something about this
1: yeah and those people i get like they do need to get help i'm just talking And i know about- you're talking
0: about the ones that are tonight but like i said your survival is going to kick in yeah. and then it's going to go from there like you some of these people that are living under bridges are more grateful than people that have the shit that's, in their households and stuff like true. that like because they're like i just another day another day i'm here
1: And they do appreciate, and some of them like, I'm worried more about them than they are, because some of them are completely content and happy. Um, And that's what I'm saying, they're
0: they're in survival mode. If you go up to somebody, you don't hear, when you go up to homeless, you don't hear them crying out like, I don't have nowhere to sleep tonight, I don't do this, I don't, do you? No. Why?
1: Because they're in survival mode, they just know what they got to do, and they... I mean, yeah, I get it. I'm as just, a
0: human, you have survival yeah, mode. Like I you, understand. they're in that survival mode; they're going to do whatever they need to do to survive. It just, right? Yeah. And it then just, you got somebody like you that's going home, like thinking about like crying, like they have nowhere to sleep tonight. But they're, that's not how they're thinking.
1: Well, I'm not crying because they don't have anywhere to sleep. I didn't cry about that. I'm just in my head, like trying to figure out how we, as a community in York, what can we do to make this easier on people. Not the long term people that decide this is the life I'm going to live and they're going to get money for disability or whatever they're doing and drinking their beer and going into the liquor store. Like I see that too. I see my regulars that do that. And to your point, they're happy. I don't feel for those people that choose that. And they're But they're, you
0: know homeless is homeless at the end of the day.
1: But they're choosing it. I'm talking about the individuals who are put in a situation who made a bad choice and all of a sudden there's nowhere for them to go. Their child has nowhere to go tonight. You know, they used to find reasons to go to the hospital. Like they would say they were sick. Some of them would even say, you know what, like I'm I'm suicidal so that they could spend a couple That's days That's going in the back hospital. to doing whatever
0: they got to do to, to but survive. But you can't
1: do that now because of COVID. So I feel like there should be something out there to help them and- I mean, I get what you're saying. I've met some really great people. Uh, There's one person, individual, that I'm thinking about right now that maybe um, he can come back and do a podcast. He was homeless. He's sober now. And he can explain what it's like to be under that bridge and have money, go from money to losing everything and finding yourself again. He has a great story. Um, But anyway, some of the statements, this group goes out, they handed out tents and stuff. And some of the statements were... The wind's killer. I'm going into code blue again tonight. That was one of the people. The other one said the tent worked great. It's keeping me warm. So that comment right there is like appreciative. So they are appreciative, some of them. Um, The other one said I shoveled the driveway for you guys. And he actually shoveled a path into their encampment. So he, he sleeps in the encampment. And he shoveled a pass so that these people that are helping them or bringing them water, hand warmers, anything that they need to survive one more night can get into their encampments. One of the other guys said, being under the bridge is nice to keep the snow off, but it doesn't help against the wind. The wind is the killer. So when you just said they go under the bridge, I guess it shelters them from the weather, but not necessarily the wind.
0: Yeah, but there's ways to shelter from the Well, they
1: use tarps and tents and things like that. And then the last one was, thank you for your support. So I just wanted to bring this up today. I know I get what you're saying. If they can help themselves, they should help themselves. We could all be put in a situation. What I'm asking the listeners to understand is, regardless, everyone has a situation. Everyone makes a choice and puts themselves in those situations. But when you see one of those people... And they're asking you for food or for water, like we talked about this before, don't hand them money because that money may or may not be used as it's supposed to be used, but a cup of coffee or, you know, donating not necessarily to friends and neighbors of Pennsylvania, but any organization that's out there helping people.
0: Let's just be honest, there's people out there that don't give a fuck. They I don't they don't this. care, they're not gonna People listening right now, they're gonna be like, I, I give two shits. I don't really care. Like, yeah, but
1: then there's, there's listeners. There's people that are gonna be out there.
0: This is this is reality. I understand. This is reality. You, if if everybody would care, they wouldn't be homeless, right? Because everybody would be willing to help a hand. There's a lot of majority of people that cruising by, like have their own issues they're dealing with, their own challenges, their own life's going on, right? So what are they gonna do? Why are they gonna step out of there? Focus and worry about somebody else on the street because they have their own life to worry about too, right? So a majority of the people just don't give a fuck.
1: But they should. Or they do. Or they just them. don't. They wanna... don't have to give, but just understand and be compassionate when you look at that person. And I know there's some people, listeners, who have shared with me.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that, that all people looked, are like this. And I'm
1: not saying you have to give money. You're a bad person if you don't give money. I'm just saying be aware.
0: Dude, give money if you have money. I don't see no No, problem with giving money. I'm just saying,
1: but be aware and be sympathetic or empathetic of those people. Yes, they made their choice, but we're all children of God, and I just feel like there should be more being done Um, in our community. There's money that's out there, and there's funds that's out there, and I feel like some of the organizations, and when we do budgets and things in in townships and cities and whatever, we need to try to find a way. help even if it's educating these people like find out the reason i can tell you that friends and neighbors they do go out and they do get licenses for people they do help them get their ids and set up bank accounts and they do their taxes they walk around the city with laptops and try to help these people but there needs to be more of that collaboration amongst different entities in the community that are trying to help this purpose and i just feel like we're lacking that and over the but how do you know we're lacking that because where are these resources at if we're not lacking it if we're not lacking how about the resources
0: that are helping without anybody knowing
1: but that doesn't help anybody if nobody's knowing because
0: they're doing what they can do to help
1: understand but if nobody knows about them how do they know how to reach out to get that help
0: helping is helping
1: yes i understand but we need communication they need to know if i'm in this situation there's i'm just gonna say this this blows my mind that there's women And children tonight that will not be able to find a shelter because there's a shutdown because of COVID. That's out of everybody's control. I 100% understand that we have to protect this COVID or whatever your belief in is that we're not going to talk about. But we're not going to get into that political stuff because we don't do that. But there's a circumstance that's creating a void for somebody tonight. So somebody got evicted or a woman was abused needs to go out tonight and has children and can't find a place to stay
0: okay what about the people that would say like okay they deserve that well, it's, they put themselves in that situation
1: i understand it's the same thing when we talk about substance abuse disorders i'm they not deserve saying i'm right that. this is just my no, I like i'm playing this, devil's advocate I here like because that. it's because it, no, people there, it. a lot
0: of majority of people think that way
1: i appreciate that just
0: like i said nobody a lot of people don't want to help
1: And I understand that it's the same with substance abuse disorder they deserve to die because they chose to do that and that's fine but mankind needs to be a little bit more sympathetic I think in this world we're losing that and I'm just passionate about this topic it just happened and I'm like we're gonna talk about it on a podcast because it's an opportunity to make people aware of the stigma of homelessness and it doesn't always necessarily mean what you think it means just like drug addiction doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad person they're in a situation and and not all homeless people are on drugs and not all drug people are homeless like there's a variety of different stories out there it's just something that i wanted to bring up um because i believe it's a need in the community i don't think anybody should have to freeze at night
0: i mean who's to say they're freezing
1: they're cold. Just put yourself out there. I often said I'm going to... You don't sp- hear
0: it on, no, on the news like oh, five, Nobody homeless, talks about five it. homeless froze to death tonight.
1: Nobody talks about it. They're not going to bring it up. They're not bringing it up. They're bringing up the hospitals before COVID, but they're not bringing up that people are on the streets. They're not bringing up that opioids and heroin is killing more and more people every day more than COVID right now, because of depression and things like that. We're not hearing that on the news right now. We heard all about the overdose situation before COVID came to town. And now we're forgetting about that situation. Like they just pick and choose the, that's why I hate the news. They pick and choose what they want to tell you. But in the end, there's a lot of people that are suffering mental illness, different things that need help. Whether you're homeless or not, mental illness is running rampant right now. Suicide rates are up, and we just, I feel like we need to help each other in the world. Whether it's homeless, it's addiction, it's mental illness. Like, I think more people need to open their eyes. Sorry, I'm on a rant right now. (laughs) That's just how I feel. I'm passionate about this.
0: You made a comment the world's negative right now. There's a lot of negative things going on. Why do you think that is?
1: Because everybody's watching the news and everybody's hearing stories and people are negative. Not everybody. I'm normally a positive person. This last week, I have to admit, I have probably was not. But okay,
0: well, let's go back on that. So what was different the last couple of weeks that altered your mindset from what it usually is? Like, what, what was it? Do you know?
1: Yeah, I know. It was decisions that I made that morally I feel not everybody would feel that way morally compromised my faith and my uh, how I feel about myself like I betrayed myself I feel like I was not the moral faithful person that I normally am I made so some stupid choices
0: when you when you focus on those kinds of thoughts where do you go
1: i get angry at myself i get angry at the situation and i can't control the situation so and
0: then what do you tend to do cry what else
1: i google things i try to find a positive like i basically got out of it by looking on google and finding quotes and reels I, i think they're called reels now i'm not sure
0: on instagram yeah yeah
1: like that are positive. And I was like, okay, this is, this is the generation I'm in now. And what I did didn't hurt anybody, it hurt me. And so I need to just get over it. And that's why I learned and I hear people and I talk about it and you say it to me all the time, like we can't change the past because we can't and we can't predict the future, but we can live in the present. So if I put myself in the present, it's not that I forgot that happened because I will never forget what happened, but I will make sure that in this present moment, I will clear my mind and know that I will make the right decision today in what I do.
0: So the reason I'm, I'm talking about that and asked about, so when you find yourself in a, your anger, or like sadness, what do you, you, so that's your, your basically your energy, right? So what do you tend to do more often when you start feeling those ways? Do you find more sadness? Do you find more what's going on? What's wrong in my life? Like, obviously, you said you found positive quotes because you you wanted different. But do you find yourself in those situations, finding every little thing that goes wrong? Just to add to that, because your focus is now on that, that you want to call it negativity or?
1: No, that pretty much consumed my brain. For, right so your for focus was about there. three weeks so i didn't look for more bad things like i still praised things i still found things that were great um i enjoyed chase like i still so, found happiness but i my mind literally was consumed for about three weeks on something that was ridiculous and i'm grateful so even the homeless like a lot of them will find the positive in this. They're very positive people, actually. They're I mean, more
0: positive than some people. Actually, that...
1: Yeah, you're right. Christmas, Eve, Christmas Day. It was Christmas Day. Um, one of the churches asked us to give out meals as an overflow. And so we did downtown. And they had ham and turkey and stuffing. Like It was a great hot meal in a container. And when I got there, they were all toasting. And celebrating Christmas together. And you would think in your head when you're driving there, oh gosh, this is gonna be sad seeing all these people like don't have a place to go for Christmas. And they were happy as hell. They were happier than me. (laughs) Like they, they were in their group and they were eating their meals and they were sharing and they were singing Merry Christmas. They were talking about the people, you know, that was in their group or their family that weren't with us anymore and they were cheering them up and down. And it was actually a happy experience. Like everybody was like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. So I guess I just overthink for these people because
0: you're imagining they for were posi- you're imagining yeah, something that's, there, that's I'm not like, even true.
1: On my way there, I'm like, I'm going to cry today because all these people don't have family that they do may have family. They don't know if they have family, but they don't have anybody. And they actually had each other. They had more than I had on Christmas Day. So you're right. So it's that's, positive. See,
0: that's not that's not necessarily true either. You're assuming that they had more than you did but did they really and who's to tell that they did
1: I mean as far as like being together like I was down there like I was with three there was four of us five of us but there's like 15 to 20 of them and I'm like wow like they have it like they have this group I'm not saying more than me in like I felt sorry for myself I'm just saying like their group was so large That I thought it was going to be opposite. We would have single people come in and like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. But they had their own celebration. So there is positiveness and I get it. And that's why every day now I get up, I look at Chase's picture or the video or I think of or I read something positive. So thank you for everybody letting me get on my rant today because I was just fuming about this whole situation but also making people aware of what homelessness is. And anybody can be put in that situation at any time. It doesn't mean that you have to stay there, but it could happen in any given moment where you're put in that position. Yeah. But you don't have to stay there. Are you in agreement with that? You could be put there for a split second, but you can get out of it.
0: I've never been in a situation before, but if I ever am in the situation of being homeless, you better fucking bet my life <laughs> that I'm gonna find a way.
1: As they all do, they're not asking me for help. They don't come to me and say, "Oh my god, I don't have." They they're content. It's me who wants to give them more. That's that's me. That's my
0: nature. Devil's advocate here. Some people think that they do it on purpose. They're they're living life not having to worry about nothing they don't got to pay for housing they don't gotta they get free food they get free clothing they don't some people think that way some people think they're taking advantage of the system oh, i'm not okay. saying i think that way i'm just saying
1: so it's people like me that overthink, and, and that's a whole other topic. I've been searching and researching But now, are you
0: changing up your whole fucking... I'm,
1: no, because I believe that we need to do something as a community for people that are in need, emergency need, today. The ones that choose to live that life, that's on them. They have an opportunity. There's people out there that will help them. But I'm talking about today. If someone becomes... Homeless or in a situation today where they need a place to stay. There's no place in your county And then that goes on another topic and we'll talk about that another day life path ministries Um in york is not handicap accessible I heard actually heard a man. He was in a wheelchair and I said to him He said he didn't have anywhere to go and I'm like, did you ever consider life path in um, ministries? I hear that that's a men's shelter. And by far, people that are listening, I don't know a lot about these organizations. I don't dig into them because I just hear different stories and I confirm. That's why I reached out to this uh, friends and neighbors today to get the source, the answers from them directly. But I was told that there's no handicap accessibility to Life Path Ministries. And I'm like, how can that be? Because there's so many, you work construction, there's so many ADA requirements in buildings and stuff. How can you not? And this is a privately owned um, funded program. This isn't even government ran like I thought it was. It's privately owned. They don't have to do that. They don't have to make it handicap accessible. So that's another thing. You can be handicapped and you can't have shelter because you can't get your wheelchair in. That's a different topic. But I just feel like.
0: You can't fucking win everything. in life, And not everything's going to be.
1: I understand. But I feel like we can be doing more. That's just me.
0: Who's we, the society, like yeah. our community? Yeah,
1: the community, our community. Who's to say
0: we're not doing that? Other enough?
1: communities are doing things. I'm talking about right now what's available in York County or York City per se is not, as far as I'm concerned, adequate. You go out to California. How and, do you know, though? I've been Googling. You go out in California and they yeah, have how these little you... tiny houses. It's one room with a toilet. They're putting homeless people in there. There's people that have been homeless, to your point, that have made a change in their life who are fortunate enough to make money and have enough money to help and go back and take care of the people that they lived with for so long. There's things to do. I think we just need to look at how we spend money. We spend so much money. On things that are important but not necessarily important I'm not trying to get political I'm just saying that we need to help these people so (laughs) and it may be just me more passionate than them just because I had those two instances this week but from this whole podcast if you can just see them as humans and not stigmatize them as pieces of trash because they are human and (laughs) that's just my perception (laughs) i get passionate i can't help it anything else
0: you only have two hands
1: what's that mean
0: can't fix it all
1: i understand but i sure do try so anyway before we wrap this up um this friends and family that i keep talking about it's friends and fam- friends and neighbors of pennsylvania I'm just going to put their phone number out there. And, Austin, we can take a picture of this and post it on the uh, on the page if we need to. But it's uh, 717-699-8445. So if you have that person that comes up to you at the gas station and says they don't have anywhere to go, they're hungry, and I'm they sorry, money.
0: but a lot of the people are just gonna kind of, okay. It's okay, but
1: if there's they're one gonna, person... They're
0: going to get in their car, and they're going to shut their door and be like, yo, this dude needs to leave. But if there's one
1: person that listens, and I can... Think of one in particular, Becky, I'll just call you out there, Becky. Um, She'll write this phone number down, and I believe there's others that will hand this number to somebody if they're out. 100 percent 100 percent if one person one listener
0: <laughs> yo if you guys do it just we need to <laughs> if hear there's about it one
1: listener that is able to share that there's help even if it's not this phone number but they say life path ministries or anything that i just shared or guide them or help them i need to know in the comments so i can tell austin that with him <laughs> you, know you know what's <laughs> what's
0: crazy is the fact that somebody would come up and uh, even if i would tell them that do you think like you, if you would you would think that if they wanted to help, they have already be in the process of it, right? Like, they wouldn't come up and... and I. not. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I was out there, right, because your survival mode, whatever, if you really wanted to help or you wanted to get out of the situation you're in, you're going to go find it and you're going to go do it, right? I'm not just going to be like one day walking around looking for food or something and some dude's going to... At a gas station, <laughs> somebody's going to be like, oh, uh, whatever you just said, that number. Oh, here's a number if you want to go here and here and here. That person would have been already on the path to find what Nuh-uh. they were looking for.
1: Nah, I have another person I can tell Yo, you, that's, you just about. that's just my that's belief. That's just my belief. That's your like, belief. But when I was downtown one time and an individual was there and he was drunk. He was what? He was drunk. Okay. And I said, and he was upset. And I said, I can get you help. And he said, I don't know where to get help. And I literally called phone numbers to get him help to go into a rehab like, so how
0: many numbers did you call
1: i called three different numbers
0: that that's that, there's another fucking perfect example like you literally are not homeless or have an addiction and you had to call three numbers
1: that's what i'm saying to you it has to be three
0: easier. numbers to get help and you're not even homeless right. you don't have no i like you have an id you have a phone I understand. everything
1: this this individual was homeless and an addiction and he was struggling and he needed help and i I looked up on my phone until I found a third person that said, "I will have somebody come and pick him up right now. Is he ready to go right now? That's what I'm talking about. So I'm just trying to make a point to you. You said those people would have already tried to get help if they wanted help, but sometimes they just don't know. They don't have a fo- they, don't have, they don't know what to do. And so I picked up on this. As I just said to you, I would do at a gas station. I have multiple cards with this phone number on. And so sometimes they just need that extra. Even if they put it in their pocket, they take it. and They're like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do anything with this." But then they they pull this they number out. They probably use
0: the fucking start their fires <laughs> or something. <laughs>
1: they pull this number out of their pocket. Maybe a week later, say, "Hey, I'm not desperate now. Maybe I should call this number. I don't care what you say." Do that they do they have happen. cell they
0: have cell phones right? Some of them do they have internet?
1: Of some of them and some don't. But this this individual group will give them what they need. The most
0: powerful source that they can have in this whole world is a fucking cell phone but with most, internet. With internet.
1: Yeah, but some of them don't. I know some of them down there who don't have cell phones, and literally they need to call somebody, and I'll say here, use my phone and call, because they don't have cell phones. So, I'm telling you, anybody shares any of this information, comment on our page. I'm just saying like I think it doesn't matter if one person does it one person does it
0: yeah yeah do it I mean I'm not against it I'm just trying to play the other side you're taking
1: cards I'm giving you cards to put in your truck and you're gonna hand them out if you need no, I'm just trying to play the other side here be be
0: realistic and in some a lot of different people's shoes like a lot of people are like you said like at the, the whole bank situation they're scared
1: I get it and that for those <laughs> here,
0: here here's the phone number. I'm not you-
1: saying oh, that. Oh, by the way,
0: I just got out of the bank. No,
1: I'm not like, saying that you need to approach them. What I'm saying is for those people, look at the stigma and don't stigmatize them. Don't look, look at the at stigma. Them. Look at how people stigmatize them as being lazy, ugly, dirty. However they look at homeless people and just be more compassionate, don't judge them. You don't have to give them anything you don't have to try to help them i'm just saying when you look at that individual don't go down that path of these are lazy dirty people they're human so what beings.
0: do you so so now that so you're two different now that you're so story. now you're educated on on homeless and and uh as you would say neighbors um what's your viewpoint on one when you see uh, a neighbor of yours out on a bench with his stuff sitting there and, and sleeping on the bench with a blanket and with a tent maybe over uh some steam pipes that steam comes up and heats their whole tent up for them and they probably get fucking hot as hell in baltimore but
1: <laughs> we're talking about york obviously you saw that happen in baltimore
0: yeah what they do is they they find where the steam's coming up out from underneath the street and they'll they'll literally put their tent over it or they'll play it right next to it and I, i'm talking multiple tents where the um the harbor is whatever you want to call it inner yeah inner harbor you'll see it all down the street and that's where i'm talking about the survival mode like you're gonna find a fucking way and then you have guys that are at red lights and stuff like that who people give food to or, or are looking for money like they're they're basically hustling they're doing the same thing as a person with money are, is doing in a different way they're it's almost like a business to them right they're 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 trying to find a way to get what they need And just like people that have money, they're going to manipulate you. Like, you're in sales. You know how that shit works. You're going to manipulate someone. in A lot of salespeople, some people, not all.
1: Now you're saying I'm a manipulator.
0: But you guys are very good with getting your your consumer to to buy from you because you're taught a certain way to to speak to them right but not
1: manipulate them just sell them something right but they then there's need.
0: still sellers out there that manipulate yeah. you into buying stuff but Why that that's my my perp, yeah. my my reasoning here my example is they're doing the same thing on the streets they're holding that sign up that's going to get you to to feel sorry for them or or whatnot to give them the money or to give them the food some people take the food and they don't like it they're just going to throw in the fucking ground Right, and if you're gonna give them like a coupon or something, they're probably not gonna use it. It's not, It's just like everybody has their own is has their own values, right? Yeah. But back to my question: What do you? How do you view that person? Do you not judge, or do you just say like, "Here's this number."
1: No, I, I probably like what would you
0: do in that situation? If I would see an listen, individual, listen. Let me set the scene for you. Okay. It's snowing like twelve fucking inches on the ground, right? Okay and we're heading into the nighttime okay 15 25 mile an hour winds right mm-hmm. southwest <laughs> okay 12 inches of snow one foot of snow on the ground dude's out on a bench okay
1: okay
0: Uses his uses uh his coat to push all the snow away from the bench he's sleeping there and it's getting nighttime windy wind chills of like negative three and you're driving by that night coming home from work or a basketball game or a sporting event whatever you see that person give me your fucking honest answer right now a whole bunch of cars are going by right and you're just going to flow traffic what do you do you see this person on the side of the street
1: You want my honest answer? I want
0: your honest fucking answer. Because I can tell you, this is what I'm going to think. I'm going to think that you're just going to drive by just like everybody else is. Okay.
1: Well, first of all, if he's sleeping and he's already on that bench, I'm going to drive by.
0: How do you know he's sleeping? He's all covered up. He's all bundled up. Okay. He's all (laughs) all bundled up. You don't know if he's sleeping or not because everything's covering him. Because he he doesn't want to be out in the brisk cold and wind, right? Okay. There you go. Continue.
1: I'm going to drive by. I'm not going to pull in. And put myself at risk because I don't know that person wait
0: a minute. I'm not judging them.
1: I'm not going to
0: you just said
1: I'm not judging them But I'm also not going to create a situation where they're afraid of me and I'm afraid of them so what I would do and I do do now is I pray and I believe that God answers prayers. And when I see something like that, I literally stop what I'm doing and in my head I pray and I say, God, please help that person.
0: But what if you're the answer to the prayer?
1: But I can't put myself or them in that situation. <laughs> what
0: if you are the answer to the prayer?
1: I could be the answer just by asking God, please help help that neighbor, help that person be safe or pray that that person is safe in on that bench. And if I really so, think that they're not, and I would do this, if I'm driving, I would do this. I would call nine one one, and I would just say there's a situation. I, I would do that if I thought there's a situation where that person's life was in jeopardy. I would not put. Me what do you mean? What would
0: we'll, we'll put this guy's life in freeze jeopardy? Freeze to death or, or, or whatever.
1: I would not want them to freeze to death, and so. I do know that people do go around at daytime and nighttime and they look for these people and they are trained professionally and they know how to handle these situations. If I'm walking down the street in that same scenario and I work in the city and I'm walking down the street and I see somebody like that, I have no problem walking up if I see that they're visually awake and say to them, here, here's a number if you need help.
0: So what's the difference between driving by someone and walking by them?
1: Because I'm not gonna drive by and pull into a, and put myself in a situation. But if I'm walking and there's people around, I'm comfortable- But how how
0: are you, you're judging? You're I'm basically not judging. saying, or you just-
1: No, I'm protecting both that individual and myself. I'm not putting either one of us in a situation where one of us is gonna feel threatened. So when I'm walking at work every day, there's lots of people walking. There's lots of cars going around. So if I see somebody on a bench or on the main street, am I going to go down an alley because I see somebody sitting there? No, I'm not going to go down an alley because I see somebody sitting there. I'm going to pray for that person. But if I'm walking down the street and I literally got to pass them and I can have eye contact with them, if you really want to know, that's happened to me twice now where I actually said, went up to them and said, there's help. I've given my lunch that I picked up at market to somebody walking down the street because I just gave it to them because they were sitting on a bench, and I'm like, are you hungry? Okay, we got it. You Here. drive right
0: by, okay. I would we drive gotcha. by,
1: but I would pray. I wouldn't just forget about them. I would pray to God.
0: You would drive hope. by, you would pray, and then forget about him. Okay, we got it.
1: Obviously, I don't forget about them. I'm talking so, about this a week later. So listen,
0: listen. This is my point. Okay. Which brings up another thing. When is it safe to approach someone who uh, you assume is homeless and when is it not safe? Because you're telling people to go out.
1: No, I'm not.
0: Okay, you're you're saying if say if they if come they up to you, you. How often do homeless people approach people because of stigma? Unless there's a scheduled event every week like you guys do downtown.
1: Well, it's funny that you said that.
0: Homeless people because of stigma are more likely not to come up and talk to you in my opinion
1: and my honest opinion is i can't answer that question because i started working downtown after i started doing the weekend thing so i'm already friends with them so they approach yeah, you, me now because they yeah, know who but i am who
0: usually initiates the the conversation or approaches first
1: either either Sometimes I do. Sometimes they do. I've already okay. So when is it safe? Example. When is
0: it safe to do that when or, or not public? do that? And what do you do when somebody approaches you?
1: And they ask me whatever they ask Some me. Sometimes unknown they ask me for money or whatever. Or
0: unknown woman. That has raggedy clothes with a book bag oh, or riding a, riding a bike or running or something that comes up to approach you and ask you for something. What do you? What's the conversation like? It depends
1: look like? what they're asking me for. If they're asking me for money, I'm going to tell them I don't have any money. That homeless lady, she said, do you have $3? She wanted to go to McDonald's. I said, I have no money that I can give you. Did you have money? Yes, I had. I, did you let me finish? I said, I have no money that I can give you because I don't give money out. However, around the corner... I can buy you a coffee. And she followed us and I bought her a coffee.
0: If I asked you, never mind, forget that, scratch it.
1: No, but let me tell you the story you say about me approaching people I don't know. I knew that Carrie with Nate's necessities was coming downtown on a specific date for a big fundraiser thing that he does for in his son's memory and I knew it was coming, and I knew that they were going to have a good meal. And I literally was walking on the square, and there was they sit on the corner there of the square. And I literally walked up to these people and said, you don't know who I am, but they feed, the ho- they feed people in need. I don't call them homeless because some of them aren't homeless. I said, they, they're feeding the people in need down by the transfer so station. So what are they they're not the homeless? Well, some of them are just people in need. They come because they don't have money for food or whatever not everybody that comes on a weekend doesn't have a place to live. They're just short of cash or they, they need to pay their rent so they don't have money for food. So we help them with food. But literally I said down by the transfer center at the bus station next Saturday, they're going to be giving a lot of clothing out, coats, hats. Listen, yeah, I, 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 know, I get it. I get and it. I didn't know. Your
0: situation is different, though, because you know, like, I didn't know these people. I'm talking about people who don't associate with homeless people or, right. or your neighbors at all. I'm talking, I can't you're saying that. you're trying to help these people out, right? So, what's the, what's.
1: That's why I'm trying to educate these people. Right, the right, 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 right.
0: So, like, I'm trying to put this in in real life situations. So say I'm at the gas pump and this dude comes up to me and asks for money. Do I tell him, "Hey, I don't have money. Here's a number that you can get help for?" Depends it, what like he's how asking you, you
1: money for. Say so he says, "Do you have money?" and say, "Sorry, I don't have any money listen. to give you." Don't say, "I don't have money" cuz they know you're lying. That pisses them off. "I don't have any money to give you." Then you're not lying because when people say, "Nope, I don't have any money," And you're carrying a purse, or you're in a big truck and you're pumping gas. You freaking have money. So I just always say <laughs> it's verbiage. I always say, so, I don't have money. To first give of all, you. what do you
0: need? Side note: There, you're stigmatizing people with uh, big trucks, saying no, and purses. No, I'm not stigmatizing. Automatically I'm have just, money. No. and that's stigmatizing. If, you're,
1: if you have a gas can, that's in a side your side note. That's a side note. Gas can. I'm on your gas in your truck. You that have money, but you got to pay for that's it.
0: That's a side note. Okay. <laughs> you're stigmatizing people i not trucks and purses no, that's not true and who are gas gas pumps so whoever has a gas pump has <laughs> that's money not true. you just said it
1: whoever's at a gas pump has Yo, to you have just money said it to pay for food period. you just I mean, said to it for gas period
0: you just said it well okay, okay. if you're gonna make that point whoever has a home whoever, uh, who's, whoever's homeless and has a phone they have money
1: right but they're still homeless We're talking about But they have money. It doesn't matter. You're asking somebody if somebody's asking uh, you for money. You're basing a situation
0: you're stigmatizing. Right? So but anyway, back to my point, uh or my question. Real life, like somebody comes up because this we can sit here and say, Yeah, here's numbers and stuff like that, but what do you what are we gonna actually do about it? You know what I mean? Like, how often do you see homeless people? the only reason you see them is because you're in york city what if people don't even live in york city what if people don't see homeless at all
1: at least they'll be educated if they ever are driving through a city whether it's york city or any city philadelphia you just said baltimore's bad they're gonna look at them and say you know what okay
0: okay what and just keep driving by that's what i'm saying that's my point like People are not going to stop. But
1: even if they drive by and don't degrade that person, it's a better step. It's a positive step for the community and not being judgmental. And every person that learns about homelessness, that stops judging when they see it, whether they help them or not, eliminates some of the stigma. Period. Eliminate stigma one person at a time.
0: Everybody judges.
1: I'm just saying you can eliminate stigma, whatever type of stigma it is, one person at a time. Right. Anything else?
0: Yeah, so that number, nobody's ever going to use.
1: Okay, if you use it or you give it out to somebody, please share with us. I don't care, even if it's one person, it's one person that's being saved. And if you donate to that Amazon website or any, doesn't even have to be this organization, but you find that sleeping bag in the attic that you haven't used in years, you have tarps in your garage that you don't use, just remember they can be used by somebody else. There. (laughs) If they get one sleeping bag out of this, that's all that matters. Remember, we're doing one person at a time. And I know a couple people that are probably going to do this have already contacted me and asked me how can I contribute because I've heard about this stuff on your podcast. Yeah, I
0: challenge our listeners to do so.
1: (laughs) Okay. Anything else? Okay, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.